0: Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to The Ringer Podcast Network. We hope The Ringer can provide you entertainment and companionship during this time. So as always, feel free to check out theringer.com, where we're still covering the latest in sports, pop culture, tech, and media. And The Ringer's YouTube channel can provide endless amounts of entertainment. You can find that at youtube.com slash theringer.
1: What's going on, Jabronis? It's Pitch
0: Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. First Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. The king of sad stuff. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Trey Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your real WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks.
1: Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I have Shane Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goof I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening, yeah, yeah, listening you're, to this. You're, you're to, listening to. You are listening to the. Listening you're, listening, to you're, listening, you're, listening to, you're listening to the Masked Man, the Masked show. Man the show. The Masked Man, the Masked show. Man, the Masked Man show. show. The Masked Man Show. Masked, Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show.
0: Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I am your host, David Shoemaker. Um, I, like many of you, am quarantined right now. Self-quarantined. Not showing any symptoms, thank the Lord, our Savior, Vince McMahon. Uh, but <laughs> unsurprisingly, I'm uh, sitting alone in a room right now while uh, my family is uh, quarantining on the porch. and um, And we will... Try to proceed with this episode of The Mass Man Show. We, we skipped last week because everything was so crazy, and now this week, you know, I, I don't think there's anybody that wants to sit across a podcast studio table from me. So, we're going to do another mailbag. I got my help producer, Jim, on the line. Jim, how you doing?
1: I'm good. Trying to self-quarantine as well, and yeah. That's about it. Uh, the wrestling world has t- had taken a turn
0: for the nutso. I'm like halfway through writing a piece about this. Um, we have... Uh, we're now like i guess about a, almost a week into audience free television uh, wrestling television programming um it's wednesday as we're recording this so i haven't seen obviously AEW or or uh this week's NXT yet um but um we're in a brave new world of wrestling existing without an audience which is a um even crazier deal than it probably sounds like i think uh but we'll get into that in some of the questions i'm sure let's just dive right in um Wow, everything's nuts right now. What's what? Go, Let's go with the first question.
1: Brandon G. Smith wants to know, does wrestling really work aside from an occasional empty arena match without a crowd? It's
0: tough. And this is, I told you I was writing about this. I mean, I'm like knee deep in it. I, I've forever, you know, talked about the Jerry Lawler, Terry Funk empty arena match, which, you know, many people have mentioned online over the past week or two. Um, it's one of my favorite matches of all time. I mean as far as like bang for your buck uh it's probably the best match ever that doesn't have a crowd. <laughs> let's just say this. It's probably the best ma- match ever with a work rate as low as it is.
1: Was that in Memphis?
0: Yeah, it was in Memphis in 80 81 something like that. It was like Lawler, I think Lawler was work Lawler had been working heel then broke his leg and and when he came back was a baby face and was sort of feuding with Mouth of the South Jimmy Hart. Um and hart was like basically put a bounty on lawler's head and terry funk appeared to i think i'm getting all this right terry funk appeared to to take up the bounty and then uh, he lost in what would have been the big blow off match to jerry lawler and instead of that being it though he came back and he was like i'm not getting a fair shake you got to go back and watch it every terry funk promo from this era is absolutely top notch but he's like i'm not getting yeah, a fair shake i'm not getting a fair shake in memphis uh, it's all these stupid fans you know whatever and so he like challenges lawler to an empty arena match and so the match, it's on YouTube. Uh, we'll post it, but, like, um, it's abs—it's so bizarre. It starts off with, like, Lance Russell is one of the great play-by-play guys of all time, just, like, smoking cigarettes in an empty coliseum. And the only people there are Lance, the cameraman, a, ph- a ringside photographer, I believe, <laughs> which was necessary, and the two wrestlers. And so Lance is there, and he's like, I don't even know if these guys are going to show up. This is just when they said to be here. I mean, I don't... <laughs> And so then <laughs> nobody Terry else did Terry Funk shows up and runs his mouth at him for a while. And that inter- that exchange is just unbelievably cool. And then Jerry Lawler like enters like he has like a formal entrance where he like he comes down the aisle with nobody there. But he, and he's wearing of all of his silly outfits of the era, just wearing like this powder blue uh, like singlet, you know, like the full like legs yeah. covered everything like like s- s- strap singlet. And, right. a, and a crown and a cape and like holding his crown under his arm like making a real procession which is just so bizarre and then they just get into this fight which is just like I mean in some ways it's sort of like textbook Memphis brawl but um, but it's super I, I'm writing in the piece it's like super realistic and and I, and by that I mean like it's like what a real fight would look like where like people they're, it's like really sloppy and actually kind of slow there's a lot of like attempts like someone like they're like swinging chairs but just missing wildly and like then they just kind of stop to take a breath you know like it's like it's just a it's it's very very awkward but real and then the match finally like the end game which the match is not very long the end game ends up in the ring Terry Terry Funk has like a some sort of like metal spike he's trying to poke out Jerry Lawler's eye and nice. this is when the, the crowd should be just screaming, but like instead it's just Lance Russell who's like, "Come on, Terry, come on, Terry," you know, whatever. Cut that out. Not the eye, the and action. The, yeah, and that whole thing, yeah, and that whole thing is like pretty well done. And then Lawler sort of like wriggles out of the way after elbowing him in the head, and then kicks his hand, and he and and so <laughs> this is like the silliest part. And so the the spike, he kicks his hand, and so it drives the spike into Funk's own eye, and awesome. and then. He lies on the ground, does his crazy blade job, and he's just like, "My eye, my eye!" And then Lawler—this <laughs> is probably the most realistic part of the whole thing. Lawler proceeds to walk away, but sort of is like looking around to see if anybody noticed that it was his fault. You know, <laughs> he's like, he's <laughs> trying to figure out if there's anybody that could ID him if they, if he got like arrested or something. And he just sort of like—it yeah. looks like when my eleven-year-old does something wrong, and he's just like, <laughs> ev- he's just sort of like immediately pretends that something else is happening, like if he's playing with his baby. <laughs> It's like he's playing with his baby brother and his baby brother will start crying and he'll just be like, man, what happened? Like as if he wasn't just the one standing right there. But then so like Jerry Lawler is like, uh, so he like just sort of like awkwardly leaves the arena. Anyway, this is a long, I'm just retelling the entire story. You should go back and watch it. But those matches, that match is super cool. Rock versus Mankind at uh, the the halftime heat. Super Bowl,
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: at like 98 or whatever that was, 99 was like super, super cool because it's a one-off thing. There's obviously been some other ones, but not great examples. The, the, I mean, not not like fine examples of the form. Terry Funk actually did at least one other empty arena match right after that, baller one. But um, if you go on the WWE Network, you can look up the AWA Team Challenge series, and there's like this whole like pilot that they made for a TV show that would not have audience, and not, not have an audience. It was like the wrestlers entered through like a, like, a, I mean b- basically the whole thing was green screen so they enter through this like hallway but really it's just a green screen like like Titan Tron stuff going on on both sides of them and they get in the ring and there's like n- there's just like graphics on the outside or like I think at some point there's like the images of fans but there's not actually fans which is super weird and sort of like Philip K. Dick style of pro wrestling and not successful but kind of bu- bizarrely compelling to look at Um there is one other big comparison, though, which is just old school wrestling, right? I mean, what NWA Power is doing right now is like the wrestling that I grew up watching, that so many people grew up watching, just the old studio shows. Like it was an empty arena, but like they had significant matches in front of like 20 people, you know? I mean, <laughs> the, the, it wasn't, right. it, it's not like this is just like a crowd of thousands. And it was really going back and watching that stuff, you're the thing that's most striking is you could hear a pin drop. You know, I mean, you like the bodies hit the ground so loudly, and then every once in a while there'll be somebody just like who like screams something out from the crowd. But it's not like they're all chanting in unison. Um, so the bigger question is, can it work? Now, I don't know what WWE is going to do. Uh, they could just like get rid of the seats in the performance center altogether and just sort of make it a big sound stage. That could be a really cool idea. I mean, I think actually the model is something. If it's not NWA power, you know, not old school wrestling, maybe it's something more like they do there. They you know with with um, the NXT pay per views. I mean, if you go online and, and go on YouTube and look up like old Dumont Network wrestling, like the earliest videos of wrestling, it's just a black and white, starchy like you know whatever recording. But you can barely make out people in the first row. But there's this sort of like audio track of, like, the steady hum of fans, you know, that kind of goes up and down with the moves, but really all that you hear, like, like the, the, the announcer's voice is dubbed way louder than the audience, and, I mean, I think it's possible to put on, like, a passable wrestling show with, like, I don't know if a fake crowd is the right word, but why not? I mean, it makes it easier to watch. What we've been watching in these empty arenas, if it's not for a specific match, is really, really hard to pull off. I guess that's a long way of answering the question. <laughs> it's really hard. I've written before about this. I mean, the fans are a full third, I mean like a full equal part of the wrestling product, right? Sometimes that goes overboard with like nonsense chants and beach balls, but like the point is like fans are or are like like a full partner in pro wrestling. So can it work without fans? Yes, obviously. You can put two people in a ring and have them wrestle and there could be nobody around for miles. You could do it on the moon. But it's not really the same. I mean, it's not really really what we think of as pro wrestling without without an audience. So I don't know, man. WrestleMania, I mean WrestleMania is going to be really really weird without that you know, without without a, a big audience, without any audience. Yeah. It's it's I mean if we and, and it looks like WWE is kind of given up on doing these empty arena shows, they're just going to do mostly video packages and interviews between now and then, which is its own form of like postmodern wrestling, right? It's like how many times have we watched Raw and made the joke that like you know nobody cares about the matches right it's just all it is is just telling it's like all that all that matters are the interviews and the thing that happens after the match to set up the next match This it's really just like wrestling without wrestling it's 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 a very bizarre thing
1: where does AEW make their revenue are they a lot with like live events kind of like how bands like touring live shows is this really going to hurt AEW
0: no I mean they're they're backed by a billionaire and they they know, I mean, they have a yeah. budget and I mean, they're going to be OK. Um, I mean, They do make money off of shows. I mean, it, you'd probably be uh, wise to go check out, you know, like Dave Meltzer or somebody like that to find out really what they do. I mean, obviously, they're they're selling tickets and making a gate. I don't know how much of the of the company that's subsidizing and now they have a big TV deal with with TNT. So that's paying for a lot of the stuff, too. Oh, yeah, true. I actually think that they're they run a lean enough operation, have a big enough potential financial backing that they're not going to be hurt by it i mean and they're i mean and they were they set this company up if they were smart they set this company up to lose money for the first two years anyway so <laughs> so you know i i, I assume they're going to be okay and wwe will obviously be okay too but i don't know i mean it's like everything with the coronavirus right now is like i, I don't i don't want to incite too much terror thing. but every every time i hear something i kind of wonder if this is like this scary thing is, the, or not scary. This change is the new status quo, right? If the government ends up cutting us all thousand dollar checks, or we just, it's just like Andrew Yang's reality become true, right? Are we all just going to be expecting these into perpetuity until the economy turns around, which might never happen? You know, like it, anything that starts, you know, and and for all for all we know, like this is gonna, I mean, it's not gonna happen, but for all we know, it could be like. You know, a state, a local government will be like, you know what? Things are better off without bars. Oh, my you know, let's just God. Keep them closed. Like, you just don't know. <laughs> you don't know how all this stuff is going to shake out. It's true. By the way, I feel I don't know why I was in the liquor store the other day, just like stocking up. And I immediately felt a, a just incredible sympathy for like any for all the functional alcoholics out there that are in denial who are just going to realize at some point that they, you know, the eight beers a day that they drink. The stone cold Steve Austin level drinkers who didn't stock up before this thing, and now they realize they can't get anything. It's gonna they're gonna have they're gonna have a tough go of it. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, I, all of this is to say, part of me wonders what I mean if WWE wakes up after this and they're like, you know what, maybe the the money that we spend, you know, I mean, maybe the money that we make touring is not worth the money that you know is not worth it. We don't need fans. Well, they—that's the thing. They have—it's obviously, obviously not true, but like, for—I for, mean—they have to have live TV. Live TV is really central. But it's like, are the Friday, Saturday, like Sunday shots, like local, like small town shows, like really worth it? I think that's a question they're going to have to answer at some point in the next decade, anyway, or the next five years, anyway. And—and and this might be the impetus for it for it happening. I don't know. It's very strange. This whole thing is very strange. I, I don't even know. I don't even know where to go with it.
1: I know. The whole thing is bizarre. Um, all right. Let's go to the next one. Dan Wike wants to know which wrestlers benefit most by not working with a crowd and who who slash what gimmicks does or would it hurt most, both current and all time.
0: Oh man. Um wait, is this Dan Wiki from the Los Angeles Times?
1: Um yes, sir.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Um Okay, so wait, which which wrestlers work the best without a crowd and what was the second half?
1: Basically, which wrestlers, which gimmicks, who does okay. it hurt, who doesn't.
0: A lot of people have made the joke that is, uh, probably there's some truth to it, that this is great for Roman Reigns because he's not going to get booed at WrestleMania. So, I mean, there's there's like those sorts of incidental things that, where you work without a crowd and you reap some sort of benefit. I mean, you look at like the kind of, the, on the flip side, you look at some of the sort of more... Um, out there gimmicks, The Undertaker, The Fiend, that sort of thing. I mean, The Undertaker standing in the ring a, in an empty arena on Raw just looked real dumb. I mean, it just, looked, it, looked, it just felt so empty, and I don't mean that as a pun or a metaphor or anything like that. It just kind of, like, like The Undertaker, we get to see The Undertaker four times a year, and this is one of those times. It just kind of was a downer, but in theory, those sorts of gimmicks should be, like, there's a way to do them to really take advantage of it, right? I mean, now this is, instead this isn't a live this isn't a live sporting event this is like a movie production you could just do anything with them it could be pre-taped it could be you know it can be like special effects galore it can be you know it could be in a soundstage somewhere with a green screen and look really cool there are ways to make it really good it's just hard to imagine that they're really going to take advantage of all the opportunities they've been you know that, that they could potentially reap from this um I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's really case by case. I thought John Cena's promo on Monday Night, I mean, it was un, unquestionably just an excellent promo and would have been great with a crowd, but it certainly had more of a serious old school vibe um, with him just standing there in an empty arena giving it. But you're also then asking that same question, like, why, what's in it for John Cena to show up at a WrestleMania in, like, a gym with nobody there? You know, I mean, I... <laughs> the question, does, I mean, it, obviously there is a value, but, like... It's just not the hey, he's same. He's getting paid a shitload of money. Yeah, it's just not the same, though. You know, I mean, I, I mean, listen. I grew up watching, like I said, all that Memphis wrestling. There's a lot of those dudes. Where, I mean, Ric Flair was cutting mo- cut most of Dusty Rhodes cut their greatest promos in front of a crowd of fifty. You know, I mean, it's not the the promo work with a small audience does just fine. I don't know how that if that really how that connotes to like no fans, but again. Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, they cut some of their greatest promos in like weird, you know, pre-taped segments where like Ric Flair is sitting in an office with his, you know, with a suit on and his legs crossed. Like there are definitely, there are definitely wrestlers that can work. It's like wrestling a broomstick, you know, you can, there are definitely wrestlers who can work no matter what, give it, you know, no, no matter what the circumstances.
1: A guy responded with, um, the new day needs the crowd for new day rocks. And he also said, Daniel Bryan also needs the crowd for his entrance. It's weird without it. I mean, Daniel, They uh, probably Finn Balor's entrance is probably a little weird without it. Well, yeah,
0: I mean, the entrance is obviously some of the entrance is really neat, but I was watching that Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. They had Daniel Bryan against um, Nakamura and Cesaro. I guess he wrestled Cesaro, but Nakamura and and, uh, Sami Zayn um, with uh, Drew Gulak with Daniel Bryan. And like watching those guys go, there was an element of like old school wrestling or of I mean, certainly old school wrestling. It's just sort of like pure wrestling. You know, it's like the, like, like it's just this old collar and elbow style vibe to it. It's not like Japanese wrestling, but there is that sort of vibe where like you can imagine a completely different parallel universe where fans don't make noise during wrestling or they like politely golf clap. That's like the the Japanese style and, or the traditional Japanese style, I should say. I think that like those, like the, the kind of more old school or kind of, Traditional the the wrestling style is the more the less it really needs the audience. But I say that saying like some of the best crowd moments and that you know that I've watched ever are you know those old like old school like NWA wrestling where like the crowd really thinks someone's about to die. You know I mean so <laughs> I don't even know. I mean it, it's the entrances. The entrances are a whole different thing though. I mean I don't know why you just can't enter in the same way, right? I mean the biggest thing with pro wrestling in the modern age, is that you can't treat the fans like we're idiots. And w- one of the ways that conveys to this situ- situation now is you can't, there's no reason to have an entrance that's, like, that. Yet you can't. Daniel Bryan can't do his traditional entrance because the whole point of it is getting the fans going, right? And, like, the only logic behind a big entrance is getting the fans behind you to get that extra little boost to wrestle in your match. So if there's no fans, like, the wrestlers have to be aware that this is a different situation, not like, Sasha Banks, like, cutting a promo on fans that aren't there. You know, you have to, like, address the fact that, like, we're in an empty arena. That's fine. The important, like, we're but but we are professional fighters, and we will continue to fight. So, I think everybody just has to kind of adjust. The way that this really messes with WWE is that, I mean, I thought it was weird on SmackDown that they were wrestling in an empty arena, right? That they had all the seats there and everything else. It looked like most of the camera shots that looked like a regular episode of SmackDown, there was just nobody there. And then it occurred to me that maybe that was the point—that like maybe this just you can edit it a little bit more seamlessly into video packages two months from now because it looks more or less the same. Um, and maybe they like Photoshop in some audience members or something. Probably not, but you get. <laughs> I, my point. I was
1: wondering if they do like CGI or something.
0: Be weird. I mean, I mean, we, they've piped in sound before, right? I mean, it, you know, they're just cardboard cutouts. I, I'm not sure that I would hate it, but I mean, I, 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 it of, will of, be kind of all, cool. All the of all out, the lives <laughs> there's implicit in the form. I'm not sure that would be that big of a deal. Mm. I think just to like help the viewer, I mean, help watching it. If they just piped in like crowd noise, just like just a steady drone of crowd noise underneath everything, I don't think I would be mad. I think it would, you know, I don't know. The whole thing is so weird. I don't even know where to. I mean, I don't I know. Even know how to answer it,
1: it. We're we're living in the upside down. That's true. Are they running those live? uh theoretically yeah i wonder if we're ever gonna hear something that we wouldn't normally hear like someone like farting or something or like say rikishi was still doing it and like you hear the guy like all right please for the love of god stop this well, the, real, the real
0: practical thing that people have mentioned is that is the um is calling moves in the ring right yeah I mean, calling the so i mean yeah, i was and, thinking that but that's not as fun as rikishi farting or something that's totally true <laughs> uh but yeah, I think that that part of it will be interesting. Presumably, they'll have like the, they'll have everything mic'd a little bit differently, and that you know the wrestlers that are known for like I mean that known for that 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 you know call moves on the loud side. Like, I, I, my guess is that they're gonna that they modulate based on the the, the volume of the crowd yeah, they too. Have so, delay oh, too. Yeah. Well, oh, that's so. So that's that was a question. Are they doing it live? I, my guess is the delay is, is is at a minimum. The delay is more significant with no crowd there. There's no reason. There's no reason not to be on a fifteen minute delay right i mean right. why not and if they're smart they'll i mean if they were smart they would do it even more and really i mean or at least do a lot of pre tapes and stuff and really make make use of the situation cuz you're cuz you're able to do it and i mean it's not going to leak if if it you know if it's pre taped an hour before the show but at least not with the depending on how many people are at work i mean i, I assume that the the staff i mean is is relatively small but but who knows i i, I would i would hope that they would find some ways to to really like, make good use of all this. But probably they won't.
1: Yeah. It'd be an interesting scandal if um, Roman came out and then you heard all the boos and it ended up the guy who was running the music also had, like, <laughs> like a boo sound effect that he was hitting all this time and he actually hated Roman. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Jeremiah Nealon asks, while this seems pretty unimportant, can WWE and AEW... Do anything new or innovative with these empty arena shows. Different camera angles, more out of ring stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what I was just saying. I, I would do, I would, definitely, I would definitely mess around with camera angles. I mean, I would build it from, from scratch. Now, part of the difficulty is going to be how big is the staff and they're like rebuilding the performance center. But if anything were possible, then yeah, make this a central part. I mean, the, first of all, they should, I mean, why not? Why not just pre-tape everything? You know, F- film multiple e- endings if you have to if you're worried about something leaking but you can really make this into a movie i mean uh, there's certain expectations of how we watch right of, of the form how we wa- how we watch pro wrestling but i mean and, and and obviously to go back to the empty arena match with from halftime heat a lot of people justifiably hated like the, the least favorite part of the match was the pin when there was a camera basically affixed to the to the um forklift that that you know at the end of the match right that was silly and that goes against how we watch it but at the same time it's like innovative I don't know I mean I guess I would probably yeah I mean I guess I would uh, I think that there's I mean I I would I would like to get some I mean they they should get some different eyes in there right I mean if you really do if you really have the ability to do anything let's, let's you know hire a real DP or several of them and and let them you know make suggestions about how you shoot it let them conceptualize new things but i think more than anything else like i said you just can't treat the audience like they're dumb this is just like i would just sort of rebrand it as a bold new era of professional wrestling and it's like you know this is more like it's like the future this is thunderdome right this is like this is fucking weird
1: that's what it is it's
0: it's weird but like (laughs) embrace embrace the weirdness yeah um I don't know if that means more cameras, different angles, whatever, but like nothing should be off the table. And like the worst case scenario is everything is just the same, but there's nobody there. Oh, I mean one big test case is going to be tonight, uh Wednesday night as we're recording this, AEW they're going to reveal who the exalted one is. Ooh. And um on the one hand it's pretty bizarre that they're doing it on an empty arena show, but I don't think I think that um they don't have a choice. No. Yeah, they don't know how long these things are gonna last, right? Yeah. I mean, one would think that the entire purpose or like so much of what what's going to matter about the the reveal of a big secret character like this is the way the crowd reacts, the way the gasp from the crowd when the mask comes off, right? Um and they're not gonna have that. Now maybe I mean, maybe this is maybe this is a huge bailout for AEW. Maybe they don't have a good plan. Maybe it's not going to surprise or, or excite anyone when the mask comes off or when the, you know, when the reveal happens. So this is actually the best case scenario. Just People can gripe online and then move on. But um, but assuming it is somebody really big, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle it, how they like kind of like plug the reveal and, and, and see if they get the sort of reaction just online that they would have hoped for organically, you know, to come out of a, a, a real arena show. I don't know, though. I mean, it. it there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways I mean a lot of ways this is going to be totally different I think I would just lean more on production lean more on backstage to actually do the best show you can do and then you know let the matches be let, let the matches go I mean just let two guys wrestle and find some way with the audio to make it seem like let it let make it seem like it matters you know I, I mean i don't i'm i don't i don't know what the solution is but i would really be tempted to go to either go old school and try to artificially make it look like something on the dumont network or just go just look towards the future just like led walls on every side and some sort of i don't know if there's a soundtrack or if it's just like just the noise of of you know back smacking the mat i don't know what you do with the audio but but i would just lean into the bold new fan you know fanless future of of this because i mean presumably we're going to get there someday anyway we'll see
1: now if you know i and no spoilers because i'm actually very interested in seeing this big reveal do you know already or you've heard rumors i don't want to hear any of them but i'm just curious are people already like leaking that
0: who the exalted one yeah uh there's a lot of rumors a lot of theories well, um, i know we've had them for a couple
1: of weeks but okay it'd be funny if it was like howie mandel after all this
0: oh yeah i mean i think it would be it, it, there's so many funny people it could be i mean it could like what i mean it, i just think they're in a weird situation because there have been so many theories that i feel like everybody's going to be let down except for like you know the the 15 of fans who are desperately hoping for whoever it is even if it's the best case scenario even if, like if you don't mean to mention it i won't but like there are a couple of names that are like pretty solid. You know, we know they're we, they're very they're, there's a strong likelihood for them. Yeah. there've been hints in those never directions. Talked
1: about a couple too. Yeah,
0: but I think even those have their adherents, right? I mean, even even the ones that seem like sure that seemed like surefire solutions a month ago now feel like people have sort of lived with those ideas long enough that they're going to feel like down let letdowns too. So I, I don't know. I mean, it, maybe this will end up being a benefit for them. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Darth Cholo wants to know does the Cena Fiend match at Hooters work better with or without actual diners in the restaurant?
0: <laughs> um, okay. First of all, I'm not sure this is it. I'm not sure it's actually going to be at Hooters. I know Bray <laughs> Wyatt, like challenge him to a match. and They're calling it like a bar fight death match. I don't, I mean, I think that the way that this, that those two are going to go works perfectly well with an empty restaurant. I mean, it, everything's better with like passersby staring or whatever, but like they, they can make
1: that work. Forget the diners. What about the servers? Am I right? Hello. How's <laughs> <laughs> hell this guy worried about? All right. Next question. Which WrestleMania match has the best chance to succeed with no crowd?
0: By the way, I had I, ha- I mean, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the the uh, concession stand brawl from Old Memphis Wrestling with um, Lawler and Dundee against uh, what was it, the blonde bombers who, who was that was a uh, uh, honky tonk man when he pr- prior to being honky tonk man. Um, oh really? Yeah. Uh, he they was had blonde.
1: A, it, I don't think I've ever seen. Yeah, this. they had
0: they had an infamous like just like bloody brawl in the concession stand where they're just throwing tubs of mustard at each other and stuff, and it was like silly but also super like rough. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there have been a lot of those things. There have been a lot of backstage brawls that like go through go through the uh, uh, like the food tables and stuff. So I mean, there's there's right. I think they could really make Cudas.
1: Didn't Stone Cold and uh, Booker T was it fun like a bodega or something?
0: Oh, was that did, that did that happen? Jeez, I don't even I don't have no memory. I
1: don't know. Next question. Oh no, we didn't answer that one. Which WrestleMania match has the best chance to succeed with no crowd?
0: Oh man. Well, I mean, those matches that are, I mean, if there's a match at Hooters, if there's if they do stuff like
1: at different <laughs> locations
0: or backstage, I think that's probably it, right? Because those because in the uh, uh, judge going on the terms that we're used to watching with, I mean, it, like it's that will be significantly different enough that it would feel justified in its way. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think that, like I said, whatever, like if they if they do end up doing something with Daniel Bryan and and um. Nakamura and, and Sami Zayn and all of them. I think they could find a way to make that work. You know, Kevin Owens at least is doing the, like doing the due diligence of making the performance center part of the storyline and his feud with Seth Rollins. Um, so I think that there's, there could be something there. I mean, it's just impossible to say without knowing, or, I mean, are, they, are there going to be wrestlers sitting in the stands reacting? Is there going to be like a few staff members? Is it going to be absolutely empty? Is it going to be all up to Michael Cole and whoever else to carry this thing? It's very, it's, it's so hard to imagine. But I mean, what's what's not going to work? I mean, like I <laughs> like Drew, McIntyre versus Lesnar, I don't feel like it's going to work very well, but maybe it will. I mean, maybe they that match and maybe I mean, I'm I'm so I know I'm all over the place on that on this, but maybe that match, maybe Goldberg, maybe Lesnar, maybe they like find ways to make those matches short enough that you don't even have time to register
1: that there's nobody there.
0: I mean, I don't know. I, I, like it it's really hard to imagine.
1: You no, know, this is also weird. Rob, the Leaning Cowboy, wants to know: After 30 years, is now really the time to break on-screen kayfabe with the Undertaker?
0: Oh, you mean like AJ said? I was talking about his wife and everything, and that he like.
1: Um... Yeah, I guess so.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean it's not the first time, but sure. I mean, why not? I mean, like if you're holding if you're holding on to some ideal of kayfabe. Just because it's him, I mean, it's like the streak. It's like it only exists. Uh, pretending the Undertaker is really like a supernatural being that the, that only exists because it's existed up till now. But it's not like we're, the people watching it don't know that it's fake.
1: It's all a work, as Bruce Prichard says.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, and and again, it's all and it's all part of the storyline, right? I mean, it's all it's all like as long as like as long as AJ Styles is not actually shooting on the Undertaker, then it's still so much closer to the fake end of the spectrum than the real that I'm not quite sure that it matters, but um, I don't know, man. Undertaker, I mean, Undertaker, like I said, standing in the ring was a little bit of a letdown, but once he started going at it with, uh, with the good brothers, I mean, he's a scary guy, man. It's still fun to see that old man get out there and, and throw fists. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't... I, I think that maybe this is going to all work out for the best because. Without a crowd, you know, a grudge match with two guys that really don't like each other just punching each other in the face seems to make a lot more sense to me than the Undertaker like summoning, you know, like lightning from the sky to win a match. <laughs> but he did tell, he did teleport on Raw, I guess. So um, that's the sort of thing that you can do uh, when you're, you know, with a little bit of pre-taping that you couldn't do otherwise. Yeah, who knows?
1: Michael F wants to know. Given that proceeding with any wrestling right now is super irresponsible, wouldn't it make sense to just pre-tape mania as soon as possible, then let everyone quarantine? Also, with the ratio of NBA players tested to infected, isn't it pretty much guaranteed that some talent is already infected?
0: Yeah. I mean, I would think so, right? Yeah. Um,
1: God, this shit is heavy.
0: Uh, I mean... <sighs> Right, I mean, they have to test everybody, like on the way in the door, right? I mean, I, they have to at least give people like t- so t- take their longer, temperatures. Do they have and the
1: tests, like did, I don't, I don't well, know. No, But
0: like, my mom works at an old folks' home, and they test everybody that comes in and out. I assume they're not getting like full coronavirus tests, but they're like taking oh, yeah, their, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, their temperature you, yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um there's certain precautions you can take. Yeah, I mean, I guess like in a vacuum, and we're all sort of living in a vacuum right now. Then yeah, it does make a, it's a, it does make idea. a lot of sense to pre-tape everything.
1: Maybe, uh, maybe they're already doing it. Who knows? Hopefully, I don't know.
0: I mean, the hardest thing is just—I think it's not even just imagining new ways to, you know, build a set and to do camera angles and to make it and just really embrace the, you know, the opportunities that this gives you. I mean, I think every deviation from the norm is going to be really, really tough, and we see that with like I thought, you know, a lot of people, including myself, thought SmackDown was really fun and really good. I mean, it was different. Maybe you couldn't do that every week, but. I really enjoyed SmackDown, and 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 according to you know Meltzer and others reporting on this, Vince McMahon hated it, and that's why they're kind of going to like a they're they're showing like they re, they replayed the Royal Rumble during Raw on Monday, and they're like just right. did mostly interviews and stuff like that. So it's going to be like every change is going to be like pulling teeth. I don't I don't know I don't know. Yeah. Um,
1: wait, what was the question? Are we still talking about the Undertaker? Uh, <laughs> no, but actually speaking of going back to the Undertaker. Because you kind of answered that question, like, should they, if if it's r- irresponsible or whatever, to pre-tape WrestleMania. So going back to The Undertaker, the last time I saw him was on the, uh, well, not last time, but the um, Stone Cold interview. Right. At least breaking kayfabe. Did you see yeah. Brett, Did you see the Bret Hart Stone Cold interview yet?
0: I haven't seen it yet. I saw I all it know <laughs> It's all out there.
1: Yeah, no, I know. I want to watch it. I haven't either. I forgot to watch it. It's going to be good, though.
0: I know. It seems like quarantine should be the time to catch up on all this stuff, but somehow I've even less time than ever, probably because I'm just like, you know.
1: I'm just like reading all about this and watching fucking yeah, stuff, and it's exactly driving me crazy. I haven't like slept in like two days, dude. All right. If they picked five wrestlers to be in the crowd for WrestleMania, who would be the best choices? <laughs> Ask Michael Fazio. Thank you, Michael Fazio. I like this question. Wait, say that again? If... If they picked, if you could pick five wrestlers to be in the crowd for WrestleMania, who would be the best choices? My first pick would be Hacksaw Jim Duggan, just yelling, ho, (laughs) tough guy. Wait, any, I I can pick anybody? Yeah, I I don't know if you got like, well, I'm making it of all time. I'm saying if you could pick five wrestlers all time to be in the audience for WrestleMania, just yelling and stuff to be the fans, which five guys would you put in? Hexo so, would be funny.
0: I mean if current guys they should just they should just have the new day sitting in like the fifth row. Like that would just be fantastic just eating popcorn and just like having a good old time.
1: <laughs> oh just being that gif. What if they just yeah. cut to that gif every every time they cut to an audience member. Anytime um, Edge does the spear they cut to the new day gif eating popcorn.
0: I mean, I know it's really un- unsafe to have anybody around each other, like, at all. This is a, such a weird sport to be continuing here. I mean, I know they have to, and I know we're, I'm, yeah. on some level, glad they're going to. But, like, even if they just had the, the wrestlers in the audience to sort of, like, it's like, not a lumberjack match. It's, like, a lumberjack audience or whatever, where it's just, like, like they just sort of space everybody, everybody's three seats apart, just watching their friends perform. Um that could be kind of cool because you'd actually see, dude, you know, people like get into the matches and stuff like that. Um, but who would be the best of all time? Just like sitting in the audience, um, the Bushwhackers. Um, I mean, you have to think. Oh my god, you I'm trying
1: have to, to think of people, like loud and rowdy.
0: You have to think of people who are like good, yeah, like really emotive, like managers or people who are yeah, good on Jimmy commentary. Hart. Yeah, Jimmy Hart would be fun. Hogan. Rowdy Roddy Piper, Piper would be a good one. Um, warrior, no, definitely not Warrior. <laughs> Running up and any down the aisle of what's going on. <laughs> um, yeah, just filling up space, distracting <laughs> everybody.
1: Just shaking the seat in front of him. Whoever's in front of him is like, "Come on, man."
0: Wait, who's made like a gimmick, of, or like Raven, because he has a lot of experience sitting in the audience? Would that be a good one?
1: <laughs> That's good.
0: It would be great just to have million, the Million Dollar Man, sitting out there and just cackling, just do his laugh every time like the, a heel <laughs> hits a move. It's just like <laughs> that would be fantastic. Um, yeah, who else? That would be good, man. They should fill the crowd. This is actually a fantastic idea. They should fill the fill the crowd. They should. The only people in the crowd should be wrestlers who have like gimmicks of being in the crowd so it's like halfway through the show like sitting Scott 10 Hall, seats away from each other yeah like Scott Hall and Kevin Nash come out in jeans you know and just like like climb the barricade and sit down because that's like their old outsiders gimmick right like anybody that's ever like bought a ticket to sit in the front row to taunt their opponent Raven and the <laughs> flock are sitting there except weirdly spread out yeah that could that, that, that could be pretty good
1: Malenko Perry Saturn <laughs> sitting there right didn't weren't they in the crowd yeah
0: the radicals. I don't remember. I
1: oh uh, yeah. Um, there were some other people. Ric Flair was in the crowd for something, wasn't he? At a WWF well, event or something. Yeah, I mean the people like and they talked like, to like, David Flair instead.
0: Legends getting introduced. You know, I don't think really counts. That's be
1: part uh, of your sure. gimmick. Right, right, right. Earthquake. He was in the crowd. Everyone, I'm. Oh trying yeah, to yeah. Name yeah is called up out of the too. crowd. Yeah, yeah. Earthquake. Remember they brought him up so Warrior could do the push-ups?
0: Yeah, remember when Enzo Amore recently was just in the crowd, for, like hiding at that oh, WWE yeah. event?
1: Yeah, with like, like the Groucho Marx like glasses, nose, and mustache oh, how disguise great or How
0: great would it be if Enzo Amore was like in a disguise on the fourth row, but sitting absolutely alone, like just for the entire WrestleMania? That that would really that that might be worth bringing him back just for that. <laughs>
1: that is funny. All right, sick degenerate wants to know are you surprised that wwe is still continuing to do business in this new way given the circumstances
0: no i'm not sure what their obligation is their contractual obligation is but like they're a tv show you know and a lot of tv shows i guess have shut down so it's not like they don't have an out Mm -hmm. but like but um you know a lot of their value is constantly having new programming on twice a week more more than three times a week more actually but um And a lot of their institutional strength is in their continuity, is in their, like, constant momentum. So, I mean, they're going to have to adjust. And if this thing, I mean, you know, if this thing keeps going, I mean, who knows? We might wake up tomorrow and they might say, like, no gatherings of more than 10 people until, like, done August. Yeah. You know? And then, and then, you know they'll have to evolve even more than that, but I just don't I can't imagine a world in which w w e just isn't producing any content, right? and that's sort of where they would go. It's not like a a real sport where you can say we're just or 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 like my kid's school where they're just kind of eventually they're just gonna say, okay, well, this school year is over, you know let's just think about next school year i mean pro wrestling doesn't really stop, so um i don't i mean. I don't, I don't know what you do, but but it doesn't surprise me that they're going to keep that they're, that they're continuing on. Now, listen, it's, hindsight's going to be twenty twenty. We're going to look if, if this thing is is largely over in two months or whatever, and we and 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 some WWE employee got sick from from filming. We're going to be like, man, they should have shut it down. That I mean, that'll be obvious. And 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 honestly, to prevent that sort of thing from happening, that's probably what you do. I mean, you certainly don't press anybody into action or into or into coming to work but you know it's a, i i definitely think there's some there's some steps they could take like you know maybe keeping the announcers separated not just standing side by side with one of them being jerry the king waller you know up in the booth or i mean like in, like you know, as, as the show comes on they can be up in a booth they can be separate they can be pre you know they can they can do audio and post
1: yeah they can be separate and but it's always going to be weird yeah, I know.
0: It's always going to be weird because wrestlers always want to wrestle. That's it. I mean, wrestlers know that, like, you know, you don't wrestle. I mean, they, they try to wrestle hurt all the time. Yeah. The worst thing would be to find out. I mean, but I think that the real thing is that, like, wrestlers would have to know that if they brought, if they wrestled with any sort of symptom, they would just be ostracized from the sport forever.
1: Yeah, but sometimes you don't show the symptoms. I don't know. It's kind of no. I know. I know. Symptoms. I know. I mean, it's really, yeah.
0: really, it's really, really impossible. We don't know enough right now. Yeah. I mean, it is easy. It, I mean, listen nobody would fault them for just calling it off unless it's like one of the people who's paying them TV money, but
1: Prince of Saudi Arabia.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Daniel Dolores asks, can we get another trivia slam? The last one had the Hogan, (laughs) the Hogan sting build up, but with the Hogan sting payoff, we need a rebook.
0: Yeah, we should do that at some point. Who is Uh, that? Probably
1: Rosenberg, Goldstein and Dipperstein. Linder. No, oh, Zach Linder, 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 you're right Who were the um, team? What was it?
0: No, I think it was It was Dip and Rosenberg, right? I think so, yeah Where was
1: Goldstein in there? Goldstein, uh, he w- or
0: whatever the He hell. wasn't there, I think I think I think that Guy yeah, Greg was the MC. Was
1: Yeah. Right, I remember um, listening to it
0: Yeah, we'll bring it back We'll find a way to bring it back
1: Alright, Turs Down For What wants to know Edge mentioned on Monday that Randy might be the greatest of all time Where is Randy in your all-time rankings? I'd probably put him somewhere in the top 20.
0: Uh, Definitely number one. No, of course not. Um, Listen, I mean, he is a... uh, uh, Like, undeniably a great wrestler. Um, I don't think... I mean what what makes Randy so great is that he's sort of the total package, and that's not a Lex Luger reference, right? I mean, he's got enough character, he's certainly memorable, he's got a hell of a look, he's got charisma, and he's a incredible in ring athlete. Um but I'm not sure that being the total package really like resonates in our memory, right? I mean, it's like if you talk when you're talking about the greatest of all time, it seems like you're almost necessarily talking about either as a performer or as I mean, either like a character or as an in-ring performer. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like like mo- like I would I mean obviously most everybody's a crossover. Nobody's purely one thing or the other, but you know, uh, if you're talking about anybody, any of the greats, if you talk about Hogan, you're not talking about his in-ring stuff. If you're talking about Bruno Sammartino, you're not talking about his promos, you know. If you're talking about yeah, it it, it seems like it's 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 you kind of have one thing that you like, one image in your head, one thing you can like deeply remember. And the greatest thing about Randy is that he's not just the one thing. So that might be hard. It'd be hard to really make the case. Also, it's like he was never the biggest star in the company. So like, what I mean, I, I don't know exactly how you. I'm not talking to. I'm not. I don't think you have to like count. You like tally up the gate pros, the you know the the profits of every show you were ever headlined, and compare that against everybody else. But, um, I just I don't know. I mean, top twenty is possible. I just think that like in pro wrestling, you get to any list gets to twenty really quickly. Um, yeah, I think there's a case to be made that he's like absolutely exceptional and singular. Um, but when he starts saying things like the greatest wrestler of all time, I think that like. It's so hard to have that conversation without setting really clear parameters, you know? I mean, I get into, me the, me and those dudes, a lot of the dudes you just mentioned in the Trivia Slam, Rosenberg and Linder and Goldstein and I, like, Dip, we, I mean, we'll get into, we'll start talking about, like, the wrestling Mount Rushmore, the WWE, you know, you, 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 you whittle it down, the WWF-WWE Mount Rushmore, and even that ends up being, like, a two-hour debate, and we're basically debating whether or not, like, you know... The rock gets in because he's so much more famous now, you know like you I mean like but you have to be really specific about what you're asking for, right um so yeah, Randy's great is he like one of the all time greats he's not on he's not going to be on anybody's top ten list um but as far as like ability and talent and sort of singularity, yeah, I mean he's really, really exceptional
1: here's a fun question, Scott Yeager wants to know. If what we got instead of these imitation Raw Smackdowns was old pay-per-views or big matches but with new commentary teams, what would your dream scenarios be? I'd love to hear Brett commentate his SummerSlam 1992 match with Bulldog. Would love Austin doing one of his Rumble wins. It's a fun idea.
0: It is. I mean, that's what they should have been doing on the network forever, so.
1: Yeah, but now they could do it instead of, well, yeah, it's true.
0: I mean, I think Triple H sort of like placed himself in the in in the conversation on on Smackdown on friday he's he like is so quick on his feet when he saw i mean man, I have no idea I mean hearing any wrestler any of the big the great wrestlers who are lucid talking about their biggest moments would be just insanely cool that said yeah i mean i don't i I don't even know i mean am I picking one team or just like one person I'd like to hear talk about their own match is it anything yeah, I think think more of that um I mean, I would just go for the, I would just go for the train wreck. I would just put, I would just like (laughs) tugboat talking about the shockmaster (laughs) moment. (laughs) No, I would just get like, just get like, uh, just like have Hulk Hogan just do just Like just commentate for a bunch of like, like five star work rate matches, you know, just see what he has to say. (laughs) I mean, like it'd be interesting, right? At least I couldn't
1: drop the leg brother. (laughs) Um,
0: why not? Why not? Um, i tr- I mean I don't know who like I desperately want to hear talking about old matches at this point. Everybody seems sort of like gainfully employed at this point in time.
1: Honky Tonk Man just crapping on everyone. Yeah, I mean
0: all those yeah, I mean Honky Tonk <laughs> Man uh uh superstar Billy Graham like all those like just absolute cranks that are out there. I mean that would be I mean I, I you know. Uh man, I don't even know. Who would be who would be the best? You know what? Prob- I mean I would just probably go really nerdy and just have like just take a couple of guys who are well-spoken, who are absolute students, of the game. The weird thing is WWE actually employs a lot of these people now, but I mean, if it were me, I would love to just have, just to watch like, Oh, like who would be the best? Like an absolute technician, like Arn Anderson. And, um, I don't know, who would be who would be a good a good choice from the modern side like Arn Anderson and Sami Zane just just going really deep. I mean, just like just taking it really seriously and breaking something down. That, that could be a lot of fun.
1: That's cool. That's a good answer. Cliff Clinton wants to know in the spirit of Austin's call and response to an empty crowd. What's the best breaking the fourth wall angle that could possibly be booked during this time?
0: That Austin segment was the greatest thing in pro wrestling history. And like I love it's all over the internet now. It's like people are like tweeting GIFs of it and stuff. I mean, like videos of it. I mean, it's people who don't even watch wrestling. It's absolutely amazing. This is sort of like Orange Cassidy in its way too where it's like it, this did not take a month to produce this segment. This isn't like some like major motion picture production situation. They're like everybody at WWE gets the joke. We've always the fans have always gotten the joke. That's just like you can't just make the joke every week, right? I mean, it's just amazing. Like, it does a great job of like pulling back the curtain and letting everybody know that, like, we don't, t- no one takes this stuff that seriously. Now, again, you can't do that every week. So, what would be the greatest thing they could do? Yeah. I mean, it would be fun. It would be fun to have a whole, to have a whole match. You know, it's a, the problem is we're talking about WrestleMania. This is like a less, a, a memory that's going to live on forever, hopefully, and blah, blah, blah. But like, it would be fun to have like, a wrestling a broomstick match where like some, or like you know Kenny Omega versus the blow up doll. It'd be fun to go up there and just to go out there and like have two guys have a match as if the crowd was actually there. You know, I mean, just to actually engage it in, a, in a, on like a funny ironic way, not treating us like we're idiots, but like you know, just sort of like embracing the 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 zaniness of the whole thing. But I don't know. Like, what would be the best thing they could do? I mean, I just. I guess, you know, I mean, I don't know if you break the fourth wall. I mean, there is that old, like, the Hulk Hogan, like, coming back with the help of the Hulkamaniacs thing and everything. Like, I mean, it would be really amazing if, like, they just put over John Cena getting squashed. I know that if they don't wrestle at Hooters, if they actually wrestle in the ring. <laughs> put somebody like John Cena or even Roman Reigns, like, getting squashed because there's no kids in the audience cheering for them. And that was actually part of their power, you know? Or you could even do that in reverse with The Fiend. It's like if nobody's booing him, does he have any power at all? If nobody's scared, does he have anything? You know, is he, is he still invincible? That doesn't really break the fourth wall. That just sort of like subsumes the fourth wall up under the original three. But yeah, there's some fun things they could do if they really want to like, you know, really play around with this.
1: Chicken Tender wants to know, how many people will WWE announce for WrestleMania? Personally, I hope they say over 100,000.
0: Somebody made that joke immediately, and it ha- was happening right at the time when like the entire world was crumbling. So it felt a little bit distasteful. But again, if you want to like break the fourth wall, if you want to like wink at the crowd, it would be it would be absolutely amazing if like WrestleMania opened with like Vince McMahon in a tuxedo welcoming everybody in, to, like and and announcing the crowd size at like one hundred and fifty thousand. That would be one hundred
1: fifty million.
0: Yeah, it would be Im- incredible. Yeah, that'd be funny.
1: All right, is there a wrestler? you had a rational hate for as a kid. Once HBK beat Bret at Mania, he was on my hate list.
0: Oh, like someone who I just really didn't like in like a sort of self-aware sort of way?
1: No, you know, there's just like those, some guys you like just hate.
0: Damn. I'm sure there was. Yeah, I mean, the Bret Hart thing, I mean, the, when you when you have somebody that you really deeply love and they just, I mean... Like we've like everybody kind of, you know, like the rap on Hogan is that he never wanted to put anybody else over or whatever. And I think that there's a I think that I did like internalize that before I was smartened up. I internalized that when I when, you know, when you would just see like Macho Man actually never really got a chance, you know, or like, you know, there there was like Hulk Hogan was sort of the glass ceiling for everybody else in pro wrestling. I like was aware of that as a kid when, as you know, as soon as I knew wrestling was fake, that bugged me. And I'm sure I held that against Hogan, even as I was like, you know, cheering for him at, at like house shows or whatever. I don't know if there's anybody that I just hated, hated because most of my favorites were. Oh, well, wait, that's not true. <laughs> I hate everyone. Well, no, I mean there are people that like there are wrestlers that left a lasting impression of like evil that like I will ne- that I don't think I'll ever fully get over. You know, like the Moon Dogs. Well, you know they had their ups and downs. The Moon Dogs in Memphis were like brutal. Everybody sort of... I mean, I, the same thing goes for the sheep herders, but they became the bushwhackers. Everybody just sort of, like, comes back around in pro wrestling. But as far as, like, people that, like, when they came to the ring, I was like, oh, like, fuck that guy? Um, dang, I don't know. I mean, there's certainly people that are, like, tough to watch now, knowing, you know, knowing what I... Knowing, you know, what you kind of know about them as human beings. But... um, Man, I don't know if there's anybody that, like, something that happened in a script a scripted part of the show really affected my, my perception of them.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I can't think of anyone. All right, let's hit a couple of these quick. Leo Connolly wants to know, I love him, but has anyone else had multiple world title losses worse than Bray Wyatt's two?
0: Oh, man. Multiple losses. Yeah, I mean, there there has to be somebody, right? I mean, Jeff Jarrett probably had a finger, like, had, had a couple of really terrible ones um, because of all, of, well, no, I'm trying to think.
1: Bob Backlund?
0: I mean, WC, I was going to say Bob Backlund. <laughs> really? Had, yeah, Bob Backlund. I mean, on the flip side, I'm trying to think, I mean, you think of, like, the worst ones of all time, and then you try to pair it with another one, you know? It's like, yeah, like Kevin Ke- Nash finger yeah, poke of Yeah, I was gonna doom. say Kevin Nash, the finger poke of doom plus something else. Like plus uh, like um
1: He beat Backlund quick, but how'd he lose it to Brett?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean Brett Wyatt certainly certainly has gotten the short end of the stick. And that's it that that's a tough it's it's that's a tough look for my guy. But it's you know, that's 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 part of the it's part of the part of the game, part of the sport. They'll they'll you know,
1: he'll keep getting chances. Adam X Parsons wants to know Best masked wrestler of all time, El Santo. I mean, what about I mean, favorite masked wrestler?
0: Who was the first one? I mean, there were, obviously there were like the Mister Wrestling types all over. I mean, Memphis had a ton of dudes under masks, um, Lord Humongous amongst them. Um, <clears throat> uh, as far as luchadors back in the day, there was like Mio Mascaras who was fantastic. Um,
1: all right, one last question. All right, from Mike Hudson. Do you think it's possible that this WrestleMania will be broadcast for free on Fox? In theory, networks are going to be thirsty for content with no live sports and TV shows suspending production. Honestly, who would pay to watch an empty arena WrestleMania?
0: That's a good question. I mean, all the people who have already subscribed to WWE Network will probably roll their eyes that they're giving away something that they should that they've already paid for, but yeah, I mean it'll be super interesting to see how I mean this this could be the first volley in like, you know, setting up the brave new world of like pulling pay-per-views off the network or, or you know, off of the you know, setting up a premium tier or whatever. So, probably not the time to do it, but I mean in terms of building, you know, making charging more for the for parts of the network, but yeah, I mean, why not? Put it on Fox. You've already paid for it, you're not losing anything. That's actually a really good idea, and Fox would probably be really excited to have it cool all right let's just get out of here man we got to go we got uh we got more important pressing needs to attend to i appreciate everybody listening to this i hope everybody out there is doing okay and um honestly we will be back hopefully next week uh and hopefully the world will be a more uh sane place but until then thank you jim for signing on thank you everybody for listening apologies as always to john moxley we'll see you back here next week human
1: We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. Fuck that guy. Yeah. We don't need fans. Idiots. I hate everyone.
0: My eye! My eye! <laughs> that would be fantastic.